You're listening to Punisher Waterfowls, the Union 0430 podcast. Brought to you by Real Geese Decoys, the most technologically advanced silhouette decoy on the market. First Light, the best hunting gear on the planet. Go farther, stay longer. And Ducklander Calls, tradition, education, and quality. Built to hunt. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Union 0430. Yeah, check it out. We've got, I'm pretty sure, this is the first time we've had a special guest host come on. <laughs> so, um, everybody, you know, you all know Brian Ellathorpe. He's been on the show a bunch of times. And uh, I got to tell you, Brian, the last time you were on the show and you made a statement saying, I think I'm getting up close to getting tied with uh, Jeff Coates for most appearances. I think this is it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> guess what? And I know Jeff Coates is listening. Um, so guess what? It, it was like two days after that show dropped. I get a message from Jeff Coates. He was like, looks like you got to get me back on the show here real soon. <laughs> and I knew, I knew he had listened to the show and he had said, there's no way Ellothorpe has beaten me. So to so, the end too. I said that at the end. Oh yeah, Jeff Lessons. He's listening all the, all the way through. So this uh this is uh Tuesday night. We're recording this show. It'll drop on on Monday. Um, so in six days. But Thursday night, Jeff wants to come on. So I'm doing a show again Thursday night. So um so it's funny because now we're gonna record the show on Thursday night, and I'll tell him I'm like, well. You, if you think you're pulling ahead of Ellathorpe, you're not because he's got you because, <laughs> just because barely. Yeah, just barely. <laughs> so, um, Brian, thanks so much for coming on. Phil had a Phil had something to, that came up, and Mark is actually doing a Christmas party for a search and rescue group that he's with. So, uh, so neither one of those can make it, and it was a last minute. I called Brian, asked him if he'd jump on, and and of course he said yes. Um, he's escaping his kids, so he jumped on. <laughs> and then, listen, um. The busiest man in waterfowl, I think, is Corey Fosca. Because, buddy, it's, I bet you we go easy two, three months, like, between chats. Because you are just, you're just that busy. It's pretty crazy, yeah. It's all self-inflicted, <laughs> like I was talking to you and Brian ahead of time. But uh, um, I love it. I love my life. It's it's crazy busy, but I'm, I'm blessed with health and uh so, like I said, it's all self-inflicted, but we have to drop. But I'm surprised you dropped some pretty late text messages, and you you know that I'm a night owl working, so we usually have some late conversations via yeah. text late at night, you know? Yeah, yeah. But uh, good good to be back on with you guys. No, buddy, I appreciate it so much, and I know you've been busy. And, and you know what? That's um, We're coming up onto a special part of the year, you know, with Christmas, and, and it seems like around the Christmas time, that's – uh, the common theme around Christmas is is family and, and getting together and being thankful and stuff. And I know you guys had just celebrated American Thanksgiving there not very long ago and, and the whole bit. But with Christmas coming along, you you said a really good thing there, uh, Corey, when you said that you're blessed and, and it's self-inflicted and you're happy and everything. And And I think this time of the year, things can get a little bit, it can get a little bit hectic and and you know, with, with kids and, and trying to, to make sure that everything is going to be as special as it possibly can for, for Christmas and everything. And, 
you know, sometimes we just got to sit back and, and, and take a deep breath and just be, just be happy that, you know, we've got our health and, and, you know, and cause there are some people out there that that's, you know, they're struggling and, and things aren't, uh, aren't as good as what they wish it could be. And, uh, you know, time to, to appreciate the good in life and it doesn't, and and Lord knows it's not always going to be good. There's going to be rough patches, but enjoy the good when it when it comes. I guess is what I'm getting at. <clears throat> Absolutely, you know, and um, kind of kind of got you can make what you can of it. You know, you can get down to the dumps and get bummed out, or keep your head up and surround yourself with like minded people. And Absolutely. and uh, at the end of the day, like I said, we're we're blessed with our health and um and just you know roof over our heads. And people are definitely worse off than we are, right? So. Absolutely. Um, I definitely, right. I definitely recognize that. So, um, so we're, we're going to kick this off. Uh, well, actually I got a couple things I got to do because I've been horrible at this and Brian tells me I got to do it and everybody uh -huh. else tells me that I've got to do it. So I I've got to put the plug out. So if everybody, whoever's listening or her or whoever is watching, please like, and subscribe to channel if it's on the podcast or if it's on the YouTube channel, um, subscribe, like, um, it means, it means a ton to me that, that you're subscribing and liking and, and it makes me feel like you actually care about me. And that's, and that's very, very important. So, um, thanks. Thanks for that. Um, like I said, we've got a great show. Um, and this, this show is, I don't know, like you sort of touched on it, Corey. This is the epitome of surround yourself with good people and good things will happen. Um, Corey, yeah. you've been you've been a, a a huge supporter of Punisher Waterfowl ever since you know we've known you and, and you've always backed us and and I'll send you messages sometimes with some crazy whacked out ideas and I'm like, hey, I want to do this. Do you think you could get behind it? And then, well, <laughs> yeah. But so there's yeses and there's nos and there's good reasons for the nos and good reasons for the yeses. But you've always been you've always been a good supporter to to the brand. And then, you know, and then I got Brian Ellithorpe, who, you know, I, I reach out to him with 30 minutes notice to to jump on the show. And, and he's like, uh, yep. And he just had to run it by his wife quickly to make sure. And and she was like, yes, go get out of my hair. Like, go on your show. So. <laughs> Um, no, it's great, man. I, and, and these are the things that I, I consider myself blessed for because I've got, I've got these friends. Um, but one friend I, I do want to give a shout out that to right now is, uh, Lori Ann horse, who I know, uh, listens to the show. Who's a good friend. Um, she's from, she owns the Canadian Sportswoman society, which is a huge advocate for, uh, ladies in the hunting fishing world up here in Canada. Um, huge shout out to her for, uh, for just being a great friend and, and checking in on me and making sure everything is all good to go. So, um, thanks Lorianne for, for being you. Um, okay. So all that stuff is edited away. Let's, let's get into the show. We've had a bunch of people message us. Well, I say us, it's me. Um, we've had a bunch of people message me over the last little bit asking about, um, some gear and asking about blind bags and decoys and, and stuff like that. And, and Corey, with you coming on, and I, when we were chatting earlier this week, I had mentioned, mentioned uh, you know, could you bring on some blind bags, some decoys, talk about some stuff? And, uh, and I was telling my buddy Trevor Davidson about this, and, and he goes, listen, when you're talking to the guys from Tango Free, can you ask them, 
can they design a blind bag that can hold a cup or a mug or, or something for my coffee? And I'm honest, I'm happy to tell you, Trevor, that it's, com <laughs> that it's coming, but I'm not telling you nothing else about it, but it's coming. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, Trevor, if we're getting there. <laughs> uh, no, Although, but I, no, but, but, but hey, real quick, though, because Brian brought it up. We, we did recently launch a backpack last month, and Brian's oh, correct. Right. It does have – so that particular item does have um, the storage capabilities for uh, a coffee mug that, you know, you could keep it upright and um, not spill it all over the place, you know? What, what backpack? I just ordered that? it today. What backpack? Uh, that's is it like for? our newest one. We we just it's just a new it's just a new backpack. It comes in currently right now it comes in two patterns, like the real tree max seven and the uh the mossy oak shadow grass blaze. But it just okay. we just launched it. So it's okay. under the um uh, let me look here real quick just because I'm so yeah. Brian, you grabbed one today, you said? Yeah, I didn't realize that it just came out and I was looking for another bag and I've already got two other tangle free bags, so I might as well buy a third one. <laughs> Yeah, right. When, when well, wrong. this one's cool uh, because it's got the shotgun holder that deploys from the bottom. It's got four oh, zippered I've pockets on the this. sides, but it's got a real big zippered pocket on the top. And yeah. I have the <clears throat> other backpack that has like the capability of strapping around a tree or it's it's got the, you know, the the bird hanger on the, the straps. And it's I like being able to zipper my stuff. And it's not to say that that bag doesn't hold that kind of stuff but it's just more compact i think is what i'm looking for and so yeah, that zipper top will be nice yeah and you're putting a camera in there like it's one thing yes, for a box yeah. of shells to fall out versus a right. camera like so <laughs> i want that i want that zipper just like you do right exactly yeah but we, we we just went we just went pretty simple with it guys it's just it's just the, the tang free backpack we we thought about some different names like look we don't let's just call it tang free backpack it kind of is what it is you know yeah well, I'm going to so. bring it up here right now. Um, uh, yeah. Corey, I don't think you can see, Corey. I don't think you can I see. I can. That. I can oh, see Oh, you it. can? Okay. Uh -huh. So so this is this is it here right now. Um, sorry, my... Uh, my yeah, so I have the ultimate backpack, and then I have the pit bag, too. Okay, yeah. so, the, so this the is... Thing, uh, yeah, go for it, Corey. Sorry, I was just going to say, because, like, you know, Brian being a, a user of the ultimate backpack... The thing I found myself being extremely guilty of when using the ultimate backpack is, man, I just would load that thing up with so much stuff that I didn't need. <laughs> so, so this thing's almost like, hey, man, here's the amount of space you got. Don't be silly. Don't overdo it. Just take the take what you need. And now right. all of a sudden you, you take a third of the of the stuff and you're in and you're fine. It works out just fine, you know? Yeah, and with the strat, well, with the clips on the top of the ultimate backpack, it leaves a little bit of opening if it was to dump over or something. Yes. Which is, it's you know, it's fine when you're in the the panel blinds or you're you've got it strapped to a tree or you're in a kayak. It kind of gives you a big open top that you can put stuff in and it's easy access, which is great. It's what I really like about it. And then there's pockets on the the big pockets on the sides. You can put a thermos in there. I put a Dove Mojo spinner or a Dove Lucky yeah. Duck on the side. And I yeah. can just carry stuff like you can put a jerk string in there. I have headphones. I have, you know, all this stuff, lights, and it's easy access. And that's what I really like about it. I just wanted a little zipper and I was browsing and buying some other stuff today. So I picked up a backpack while I was at it. No, it's well, thank you. <laughs> I actually like I actually like this. And the simple reason why. So I'm like you guys, right? Like if I got space, then it feels like I have to fill it. 
Um, but this yeah. here, it's it just seems like it's just a, a like a compact bag, right? Like you, it's, yeah. And I, I've actually, I've, I use it to travel, like for my one of my one of my carry ons, because one, yes. it's a good way to test the, it's a good way to test the product, and <laughs> two, I get to use it when I go someplace. Like if I, you know, I'm going to Oklahoma um, at the end of the week, and um, I'll use that as one of my carry ons, and then I'll just be like, hey, that that might that'll probably be my blind bag because it just why not, right? Yeah, right. of course. Well, yeah, and, and what, what better way to test your bags than going through an airport when you're slinging it and throwing it all <laughs> yeah. over the place, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that's kind of what I, I kind of do that. So, I mean, it, it's <laughs> – if I hey, if I can't get in the field as much as I like to, I might as well use it, like, day-to-day, going to, like, <laughs> packing it to and from my truck to my office, and then and then if I go to travel for the, via, you know, airport. So, yeah, yeah, why not? No, absolutely. Why not? Um, yeah. So, um, Trevor – if you're listening and not watching, I just I just shared the the picture of that backpack, and there's a nice picture with a thermos being right in the side there. So can't complain, buddy. It's <laughs> out there. It's out there. You just didn't know it was out there. Um, so there you go. Uh, check out tanglefree.com, and uh, you can order yourself a backpack that can hold your coffee. Um, Bakor, I I did want to talk to you. So we'll come back to the bags um, yeah. because I know you've got a couple blind bags you want to show off, but I wanted to talk about your decoy because I use your decoys. Like I've got, I'm looking across at the plethora of decoys I have hanging right now. Um, and I love, I love the decoys. And the thing I like about Tangle Free is that there's a decoy for every budget. That's what I like about mm-hmm. it. Cause there's, cause there's, there's decoys that I'll buy that early season. I, I don't care, right? Like I'll buy like the cheaper ones. That I don't need, I don't need those bright plumed colors. Um, I can buy like a, a cheaper decoy, but then as the season moves on, then I can start getting into my, to my higher end decoys and the ones with the better paint scheme. And not that they don't have good paint schemes. You know what I mean? No, just, just different, different paint schemes. Absolutely. Yeah. Some are more detailed, which, you know, that you talk about different levels, entry level yeah. price point, um, big spreads, little spreads, like, you know, and, and Hey, how are you packing it? Are you guys in a boat? I mean, there's, yeah. that's the thing. The, the biggest thing I, I, I'll say is, you know, we, we do try to have a lot of tools that, you know, cause everybody's toolbox is different and, uh, we're, we're trying to give options and we try the best we can. And I think we've been doing good about it. Is there room for improvement? Yeah, of course there is. Um, we're, we're our own, uh, we're our hardest critics, you know, like yeah. we always want to come up with other stuff, but you, you nailed it early season, mid season, late season. Are you packing on your back? Are you, you yeah. know, are you in a trailer? It, all that stuff matters on as to what choice you want to make on 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 a on a decoy or or gear in general well i can tell you that up here early season um i've got a six pack of blue wing teal that i bought from tangle free uh, i don't know probably three or four years ago and uh and i only use them well obviously early season um for teal and i'm gonna tell you man like what because i never all i ever used was just mallard decoys i never ever put anything else in it i just mallard decoys and i hunted over that and that was it and then i bought these because i was shooting a lot of teal and i was like well shit it makes sense to put some teal decoys in there if i'm shooting teal 
and man, what a difference it's made. So I, I can speak, I can speak to a lot of things tangle free. Um, but one thing that I use and I use it a lot is those teal, those blue wing teal decoys. I, I use them a lot early season and, uh, I'm telling you, they work. Yeah. Good. Glad, yeah. glad to hear that. Okay. So let's talk about, and, and Brian, buddy, um, you know, me, I'll keep talking and talking and talking hey. and you just butt in and, and kick me off a conversation. You got in. I got a lot of tangle free decoys so I can jump in here. Yeah, I, can, I can attest to them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> for, so I know you brought some decoys and, and you were going to talk about them. So if, if yeah, if, if you don't mind, that's, and yeah, then... I, I just, I just brought a couple and really it's, it's of the same, uh, series. Uh, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm more than willing, uh, you know, whenever, whenever you have questions as far as if you want me to do it in the future and I can be more prepared, but I just thought I would brag about um kind of what michael braun our good friend in carverada new jersey um he's been since we started working with him about five years ago um our our top of the line anything that he carves we 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 have it under the category of like flight series like so yeah so that's our flight series so anything that michael braun carves is flight series and what it is is there's just more more detail in the carving um which then requires more paints and uh, more work to, to paint them. So um, naturally, because of all those, like it's 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 going to be kind of the, the the top end for Tangle Free, right? So our flight right. series. So um, so like what my 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 it's my favorite hint that we have that he did. So I'll try to let me know. Am I getting too close, or should I get closer? Like, okay. I'll go really slow um, yeah. just to show you. But you know, you can start to see a lot of detail in it. You know, um, with the texturing. Um, mm -hmm. you know, so our flight series, I think right now to date, we're up to, uh, um, well, we have four, four different hen positions and five soon to be six or seven, uh, Drake positions of the head positions, you know, like, like old school or just simplicity, huge spread. You can kind of, the, the, the theme or they would say is just, you know, toy soldier, like just a standard head and. A yep. lot of times in with a smaller rester head for packaging purposes to get more in a can, you know, it's all cubing out. Right. But yep. so this is like a flight series upright hen. Um, it's slightly oversized, you know, so it's not small. It's not giant. It's just, it's, it's just slightly oversized. Um, yep. And then I brought the, like one of the rester drakes with a nice dark head. So that, that, this particular uh, decoy is a flocked head. Yeah. So with our flight series, um, we offer it as with um, eight drakes and four hens with painted heads or a separate skew is eight drakes, four hens, but all the drakes have a flocked head. Um, you know, certain people like that flocked head and other people would prefer just the paint. But we kind of, once again, you talk about different options and what people want to use. So, um, so yeah, this is our, this is our flight series. Michael Braun's been doing a, a great job for us uh love working with him and he's a very talented guy and become a good friend of tangle freeze and and, and mine obviously Corey, <laughs> excuse me yeah can you like the process so so yeah like like michael braun like yeah really good carver awesome so so he comes up with a with a curving and and you say yeah i i like it michael this is this is awesome i love the pose i, I love the size i love everything how much back and forth 
is there between, you know, once you're happy with, with the curving to then it coming from, from manufacturing, you know, like, yeah. is there a ton of back and forth there? Uh, you know, I, I would say at the beginning of like most relationships, like you, you kind of got to understand how the whole process works for everyone involved. So right. where Mike and I are right now, like we're working on stuff right now and yeah. essentially like we'll say, Hey, um, uh, okay. So wood ducks, cause yep. that happens to be one we're working on. Nope. No problem. So, yep. So when I say wood ducks, we exchange text pictures to say, okay, we're going to do two drakes and a hen. And we kind of look at some poses that we both like. And like, you know, usually, honestly, nine times out of 10, it's like, yep, we both agree right away. Like those are the three poses we want to go with. So knock that out of the way right away. Then we jump into the size and we go, okay, like what's the size we want it to be from tail to bill and then figure that out. And then he basically figures out the width based on that, 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 you know, yeah. um, then it, it takes it takes a while he's an artist you know so you gotta let him just do his thing and you don't you don't you don't bug him try not to bug him too much just let him, let him chip away at it because they yeah. they've got to go at their pace that they're Definitely. comfortable with and to do their best work so then basically once he gets them done i'll get them i'll get them shipped over overseas and we work on the molding process and then um get them molded and then uh after we get them molded then we get them get them to our factory where we do a bunch of blow molding to make sure like the molds are good and there's no issues. Um, you know, then the next process is I like to get them back, uh, over here and let Mike, uh, paint them, let them paint them and work on it and see wh where, where the high points and low points and let them, let them just tinker with it to figure out what he thinks is going to be, um, the best mass produced decoy. I mean, they would certainly be different if he was painting them for some of his clientele, but right. he does a great job of going, okay, this is a mass produced decoy. Um, so it's not as I'll say as tricked out as he would make it. Right. Yeah. Um, it. Yeah. It, but it, it takes time. It's, it's a, it's a lengthy, it's a lengthy process and you just have to know that and, um, and be patient about it. And, but it's, but it's all worth the wait, right? We're doing, we're, we're doing a better job as a company and it, I guess it really, it starts with me of doing a better job of like try to get ahead of it like so you know if we want to yeah. if we, if we want to come out with a product for 24 a decoy in particular like we better have already had it like a year to year and a half prior you know really well yeah i mean because you think i mean you, you it, it, it takes a while to come up with the concept it takes a while to carve it it takes a while to ship it there it takes a while to create the mold it takes a while sure. to have them test the blow molding it takes a while to get it air freighted back so then you can work on the paint scheme then you got to ship it back over there and you got to make sure it takes a while for the factory to duplicate what mike's trying to get them to duplicate right mm -hmm. um and then once you do all that then you got to get them and get studio images and you also have to get them in um guys like brian content guys who can capture some great images in the field um because you know i could sit there and have you know, great studio images with the white background, but there's something about waterfowlers and you guys both can attest to this is if you see a cool image, you're like, man, I want to be there hunting. And Oh, Oh dang. Yeah. Look at, look at those decoys. Like I want those decoys and I want to be there hunting. Yeah. It's different than just a white, just a white background, you know, just yeah. sitting here. 
Absolutely. So, and for marketing too, when you see it as you're scrolling by and you see that picture of that bird on the water and you can kind of see what it looks like in the field as opposed to a background, a white background or just a gradient background, it gives you a better idea of what you're looking at when you're buying it too. No question. And, you know, that's where, you know, Brian, Brian uh, is new to the team, which we're excited that he's wanted to be part of it. But, you know, the, the you know, content providers like, like Brian, like, I mean, we rely on some great, fantastic photography that yes for marketing purposes on the product page when we send out an email to talk about it someone's clicking through an email like "Ooh, those wood looks look great man i want to get them because they look great because of the photo that was in the yeah. woods that looked very realistic you know so it's right. it is a very long process there's no question i mean you can come up with cut and sew items quicker but yeah. blow molding of decoys it's it's, it's just the, the whole thing's longer you know i mean um decoys are tricky um there i guess i used to joke around and say if we could have the same impact at the end of the year without dealing with decoys like blow all the decoys i would i would drop them if i could um <laughs> i i jokingly yeah. say it but yeah. it's it is it it is a big part of our of our brand and who we are but uh it helps kind of fill out the a to z you know of like Someone buys a decoy, then they can buy the weights and then a jerk string. And then, oh, by the way, maybe they need a pit bag or a decoy bag or a blind. Absolutely. So, um, but they're a lot of work. I mean, you're talking about um, plastics, uh, different blends of plastics. You're talking about, did they get the oils out? Is the paint adhesion? I mean, it's, it's tricky, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah, that, that's a rabbit hole that you went down, buddy. And I really didn't I, like, I, ignorance on my part like I, I knew that there was a i guess i sort of knew that there was a lot to it um but i never thought about all of the well so first off i thought when you sent it overseas um huh? when it came back to you it came back um you know already molded and painted right so you yeah, just got no. the mold and then you still got to paint it and send it back again yeah, and you know what? I it took me a while to be able to find um, a good re working relationship with factories, as well as like Michael, who's our carver, Michael Braun. So um, it's just, it just it's a very long process. What's even cooler is like just the blow molding of a decoy. Like you know, I mean, you think of a think of a shotgun shell, those little BBs inside of it. Like when you're in the factories, literally they're taking fifty. 100 pound sacks of plastic different blends and they're pouring it and it's got to sit there and melt for a certain amount of time and then you know then then this big heated thing of plastic comes down real slow then you got the two pieces of the mold like a clamshell and it might and it goes off to the side and then they you, you blow molding so they're blowing air into it so it's expanding to the walls um you know a person has to take it out of the machine and then they have like a razor blade knife and they're and they're, they're cutting all the excess trim, which is, you know, right. if you look down at decoy all right down the middle, you know, right down the middle. So, um, and that thing is hot. I mean, you touch that decoy, it's hot and it's yep. got to sit there and cool off. And then, you know, then you got the next step and the next step and the next step. And, and then also, and you haven't got to the painting yet. And then you look at, you know, you try to look at a decoy and you're like, oh, there's three, three colors. And you're like, well, no, actually there's oh. like, there's like eight without even blinking, you know? So. Yeah and and you're still not done because then you gotta inspect them and then you gotta put upcs on them you gotta bag them you gotta have the boxes made and 
they got to pack them, you know, correctly. And then it's a lot. It's, oh, yeah. It, yeah. it, it, it does make me laugh. Um, cause people have to truly understand how many steps it takes to get something to your door, to the customer's door. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like, I mean, it, there is a lot of things that happen to get it to your door. Then you got to string it up and put it in the, in the pond. It's, it's pretty cool. There's a lot of stuff that happens, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, and and you're very you're very right there. Just on, I I think, you know, I'm always I'm always cognizant of of price, right? And I know and I know as a businessman you are, and and everybody's always cognizant of right of price. You don't want to charge too much because then customers won't buy it. Customers don't want to pay too much, um, because it's their their hard earned money and stuff like that. But but yet. You know, someone, so just looking at your website, so your flight series with the flocked heads, 130, yeah. mm -hmm. 139 bucks for a half dozen, right? Was it, was that a half uh, dozen? Wait, for the, for the flight? No, that's a dozen. Cause they're on, oh, that's we're doing dozen. the, we, we, well, we're doing the 12 days of Christmas right now. Yep. So they are on sale. So you're yep. right. So, so 140 bucks for a dozen decoys. Now, mm -hmm. if, if you, and and when I say you, I'm I'm saying the listeners of the show. If you see that price and you're like, man, that's 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 expensive. Listen to the amount of steps that goes in to to getting that dozen decoys. And I tell you, this is one thing that I do know. Um, and by no means am I a a, a duck carver. I I've done a tried it and tried to get taught how to carve ducks and stuff like that. And you could find a good duck carver. The hardest thing is find someone that knows how to paint a duck properly. That is, that's the trick. And usually that's what sets the champions aside, right? Because there's a lot of fellas that can curve. It's the painting that, that really sets them, sets them apart from, from their competition, right? Yeah. I think the, the texturing and the painting, I would, I would agree with you. I would, yeah. I would agree with that statement. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. You know, it's listen. Waterfowlers are extremely passionate, and um, <laughs> I will, I will, I will laugh and say this. You know, there's been times when people will say, you know, hey, if you made them in the U.S., I would buy all my decoys. And you want to be like, hey, you're the same guy that wrote us and said 140 dollars a dozen is too expensive. And it's like, absolutely, if that same 140 dozen was made in the U.S., it'd be three times the cost, and that's a fact. Absolutely, you just. It is. It's, you know, it's, it's the labor rates that are so different and just the, the, the mass volume, you know, and Absolutely. Um, it does make, it does make me laugh because the same person is maybe complaining about that is, is complaining from a, a phone or a computer that is not made in the U S. So what, what do we do? <laughs> what are we doing? Here? You know what I mean? Like, what are we, what are we doing here? Uh, listen, and I'm, I'm not going to like, I'm not here to, to point fingers at anybody or anything but well maybe i am um but if if that's your comment in my opinion you have no interest in buying because if that's if that's the thing that's stopping you from making a purchase in today's world right like you uh -huh. just you just brought it up uh, the computers the phones um the amount of stuff that's sold on amazon if you think any of that stuff is made in north america you're really mistaken yeah. um so like 
you you really don't have a leg to stand on when your TV every you know everything is made overseas. Like the amount of stuff that's made in North America these days is is nil. And and it, yeah, and and, 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 and it's, it's very impressive. unfortunate. Let me, yeah, yeah, let me be very clear. Like if I would love nothing more, I would love nothing more. It'd be fantastic. It'd be incredible. It just unfortunately at, right now and previous years, it's just not. It's not realistic. It's just yeah. not. You know, I mean. There's a few brands that are made in the U.S. and look, they get absolute top dollar, and they should. I mean, mm-hmm. they should because everything's so different, you know, about yep. the process and the pay, the pay scale. So, um, yeah, it's it's all it economies of scale, you know. Yeah, it but is. But even <laughs> saying that, like the the quality coming from overseas, like I don't, I I own so many of these Tangle Free decoys and like the mallards themselves i own those i own diver ducks that i use all the time and like the blend that you guys use on these decoys they withstand a lot of abuse like i have buffle heads that we have blasted and i don't have a <laughs> single bb that has penetrated to the foam and that's another step too that goes into the diver decoys is that you have to foam fill them you don't have uh-huh. to you guys do and it, just like that no brain right brian I mean, you kind of yeah. have to yeah uh, yeah, but I mean, it, it, even if you didn't like for, you know, the decoys that I have and I have friends that just I mean, a, a diver comes into the spread, you knock it down and you got to give it a follow up shot. They'll hit the decoys mm-hmm. and I look at the decoy afterwards and they'll leave even either the BB will be stuck where you can see it or it's skipped off. There's not a whole lot of times that I mean, they'll hit right on it and it still won't penetrate those decoys. Like, it blows my mind how well these decoys are made. And that's why, I mean, when we talked earlier, you know, I'm new to the team, but I've been a supporter of Tango Free for a while just because of the quality. Yeah. 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 I, no, I, and I appreciate, I appreciate that. And sorry, sorry, Damien. The only thing I was going to say is, you know, you look at, you look at, we could put, we could put eight different competitors decoys here. And we would all as truthful waterfowlers be like, man, those decoys all look really good. So the bar is being, it's getting raised every year. And, you know, we've been doing it for 22 years now. And I, I laugh when we first got in the industry, like where, what we thought was like a good looking decoy. Like (laughs) I I like want to be caught dead with it right now. Cause I'm like, Oh man, like, um, just, just recycled plastic, like, you know, only a few colors, but that, that's, that was like, Hey, that was like the entry level, um that was what was acceptable and just just like our daily lives everything is just getting so much better um and easier and faster so as waterfowlers we're pretty lucky that there's some really really good um product across all channels from ammunition you know to the clothing of course um with with how you can stay warm and dry and and then, of course, decoys and bags. I mean, it's pretty crazy what what we have at our fingertips, you know. Yeah, I. Uh, it's funny that you brought up like the the original decoys and stuff. Uh, Jeff Coates put a video up the other day on his social media, and and it was an old old video uh, of the Susquehanna. I'm going to say the word wrong. The Susquehanna Flats. Uh, oh, okay. Around up around the Chesapeake Bay and it was mm-hmm. looking at like the, the goose floaters and stuff. And this is in the days of punt guns and stuff like that. Right. And, and I'm just looking at the decoys uh, in this video and I'm just like, 
amazing. You know, these fellows were just destro just destroying birds over these decoys. Um, and now I look at, you know, what what I have, um, and I'm just like, it, it's it's insane. It's insane. Like how much pretty, how much pretty cool. Is. But this is, I guess, from in in your um, in your instance, Corey. Like this is something where where social media and and computers and the internet where where it could be a double-edged sword for you right because on one hand you got people that can now your your someone can reach you at any time they can send a message uh one bad thing could ruin a company now um yeah the way it is but at the same time you got customers now that's able to reach out and give you the positives or hey listen Think about this. How about this for the next decoy or how about this for the next bag or or whatever? And listen, like we've talked about it on this show a million times about what's going to be the next big innovative thing in the waterfowling world. Right. Like what what's going to be that next that next product that that hits the shelves that everybody goes, that's it. That's that's the game changer right there. Um, you yeah. can only you can only come up with so many ideas like. You you need you need input from from your customers, from your friends, from your acquaintances. You know all this stuff. You need that. In, you need the input because that's what makes a better product. And in, in my opinion, is when you there's, have there's yeah, go for it. No question. Yeah, there's no question. I mean, you know, uh, I think you know you talk about the, the power of of um, computers and internet and social media. Um, you know. Right now, it's, I mean, it's, it's been, we've been going like gangbusters, right? So our, our customer service is building calls like all day long, like through the weekend and the, late into the night. You know, I think, you know, I, I talked about, you know, I talked about waterfowlers being passionate and um, th they are, they're passionate about a lot of stuff. And, you know, uh, my sister, who's, you know, a, a business partner, um, you know, she, she works with, with a few of the other people here on the customer service and, you know, um, it's hard because you take things personal because yeah. we are a family based business and it's important to us. Like we do work hard and we want to try to make things right. Um, you know, there was a post the other day where a guy jumped on and on a Facebook, there was an ad and he jumped on and made a complaint about something. So then I caught wind of it. So I went back to my sister and another person and we tried looking. And what was interesting is, he went online and made a post at like at like uh, one ten. So he complained about a situation. He didn't reach out to us until one thirty. And you're like, wait a second. Yeah. You went to the public forum to complain before you even had. We didn't even get a chance to talk to you. Yeah. So we then looked, and my sister got back to him and said, "Hey, she didn't even talk about that. But she said, hey, I, I noticed you reached out.'" Um, I saw that, you know, someone responded to you and it was, it was four hours later and it was literally a couple days after like cyber Monday. I mean, just crazy. Yeah. Right. So yeah. it was four hours, super cool. The guy totally owned it, which was, which was awesome. I tipped my hat to him and he said, Hey, you know what? I'm sorry. I got mad. It wasn't your fault. It was, he was mad at UPS. Like UPS didn't get him all the shipments. And it's like, well, heck, we, 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 we don't know. <laughs> we, we can't do that. Yeah. So um, but it was really cool that he actually owned it. He was like, oh, I was frustrated. It's like, okay, awesome. Cause we're, once it leaves our fulfillment center, I mean, we could, you get the email that says, here's your tracking number. Um, it's, it's out of our control. We can track it. We can try to check with UPS and do all sorts of stuff, but I don't know. Stuff happens yeah. that is completely out of our control, but 
that same passionate waterfowler is the guy that's going to see a cool picture that a guy like Brian takes a content provider and go, man, I want to have that. I want to have that product. So um, you, you, we have to work through it and we do, but our biggest thing is we just want the opportunity to try to help, help solve a problem, you know? Yeah. So, um, so yeah, it, it all works out. No, but I think that, I think that's the, I think that's the common, go- I think that's the common goal and, and the reason behind uh, customer service, right? Is it because, you know, you, you don't want people mad at your product. You, you want, you want your customers well, to be happy, right? Like that's I, just, well, I, yeah, I agree, it. but think, think of it this way. Like think of if, if, if the three of us sat here and try to think of a, a few scenarios. Okay. We don't need to name brands, Yeah. but let's say if, okay, here, what if, what if we at Tango Free outsource to a call center? Yeah. So now you're calling to complain about an issue the person at the call center, truth be told, they don't give two shits about Tangle Free. No. They care about when do they get off and how much, you know, what what are they getting paid? Yeah. Everyone here within our business, it's super family oriented. We have a fantastic group of people. So it's very important for them to wave and represent Tangle Free, wave that flag and be like, they want we want to help people. So so I do think I do think it's really interesting, you know, like yeah. me as a consumer. If I've had some issues and I'm not, I, I'm not, I don't get loud. Like I don't get mad. I play it cool, but you know, I'll talk to someone and, um, you know, you try to be nice for a long time and then you might say, Hey, like, listen, I'm, I'm going about this the right way. Like, I don't want to be mean. There's no reason to be mean. Like, here's the situation. Um, but some people just don't care and they don't want to do their no. job. Right. Yeah. So, um, I do think it makes a huge difference that we are a family based company with the team we have assembled that it's important for them to to do what we would just say is the right thing which is you know try to help the customer out the best we can without question yeah absolutely absolutely no and that's 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 awesome and i think that's that's the right attitude to have um okay let's talk bags let's get into the bags. all right so you asked me about some bags so i think this might be tricky uh but i'm going to try the best i can based on the setup yeah, okay. here. So, you know, yep. we, we, you, you, you touched on it like, Hey, Hey, Tango free. Like, you know, you guys got a lot of different types of, of like entry level middle, mm-hmm. middle of the line, like, you know, all sorts of different types of decoys. We kind of have the same theory on, on bags and all sorts of other gear. Um, a big thing for us is we, we want to give waterfowlers choices. So there's a lot of fantastic brands out there. Um, there's a lot of fantastic camouflage patterns. We try to give our consumers choices of like, do you, do you want to go with, you know, like, which is a new, you know, they're new to the waterfowl space. This is their second year. Do they want to go with real tree like max seven? Because that's what they've, you know, they've been a real tree person for 25 years. So there's a lot of different choices. Um, you know, a, just a very, a very um this right here this pit bag um blind bag pit bag you know there's a lot of them out there in the market and honestly there's not a lot of difference between a lot of the brands truth be told um you know um there's you know clearly you got the logo everyone's logo is going to be different they might end some different color schemes but for the most part i mean some of the differences you might see is um 
the types of materials that they use. Like, you know, there's, you know, you could have, you could touch a bag and feel like, oh man, I think that thing's built really well. And okay, maybe that's a 600D by 600D material, which means like in the material going this way, horizontal and vertical. If you grabbed another bag and you'd be like, oh, that doesn't feel like that. So those are all people's choices and it's, it's all good. Right. So, you know, this, this pit bag, very, very, like I said, very common in the waterfowl space. I mean, you've got your, you've got your, you know, adjustable shoulder strap here. Um, you know, you can detach, it's going to be hard and I apologize, but you can de- yep. detach these if for some reason you wanted, um, you know, you do, you do, you do have a couple pairing handles that could get Velcroed. Um, you know, I, I, I threw on a carabiner just here. I think, I think waterfowlers can always have a couple carabiners laying around. It seems to always help, you know, you never know. Um, on the, see, I didn't, I didn't even, I didn't even, you asked me earlier if I brought my own bag. It's like, no, I, 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 I that's at my house, but still got yeah. the, still got the, the tag on it. But, you know, right here, you could, you could, um, yeah. you could easily put like, um, a vest or something. That's where I my dog the, vest goes. I just, there we go. I just threw, I just threw the duck, a duck strap on here. I figured, yeah. I figured I could just show, Hey, you can tuck a duck strap in there. Um, the thermos fits really well too, Trevor. Ex- exactly. But see, exactly. I'm I'm gonna show mine. This is mine, but Logan Williamson, or um, please yeah. do not um, judge me because my bag is in Optifade, and uh, I just haven't got around <laughs> to getting the the type of. But but that bag. So, and I want to touch on it because I don't know if 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 you will, Corey, and, and I'm not trying to steal your thunder, but the one thing about that particular bag, and, and this is the, the only blind bag that I have from Tangle Free, but the hardware on that bag, that's what I like about it. It's it's steel buckles. It's steel clamps uh, or hasps. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, it's not going to freeze and break on you in the wintertime. And I've had that happen to me. And it's not fun. So, yeah, go yeah. for it, buddy. Yeah, no, I'm with you. So, you know, you asked me to bring a couple bags. So I, yep. I wanted to show a couple variations. So so this particular bag we do offer in um, five or six different patterns, right? Mm-hmm. Now, you're you're probably referring to this bag, which is we call it a go-to bag. Um, yeah. This one, um, you know, it does, it does have um, – there's some differences, which I'll get into here in a little bit. I'm going to, I'm going to put it on the ground just because of space, but you know, we, uh, we, we would like to do most of our bags with metal buckles from a 12 slot bag to a layout blind to a panel blind. Um, it, it becomes a, it, it, it's a, it's a tricky one. And I, I know I'm kind of sounding wishy-washy. I'm not trying to, but it's tricky because for every metal component, it's significantly more of a cost. And what happens is when something's, even if you do all metal buckles and it's, let's just say it's $10 more. So the general masses might say, Oh, just charge me $10 more at retail, but it doesn't work that way. Depending on how it's imported in, you might pay 20, 20% duty and then 30% tariff. So now, now it's not $10 more. It's $10 more of the, of your, of your base cost times 50%. So, so, it's yeah. very tricky because then it's like now you're pricing yourself out of of the game. So you can tell people all day long, hey, and by the way, this bag doesn't, just so we know. You can tell people all day long, well, hey, it's more expensive because of there's 
six different metal buckles and someone's gonna be like i don't care but yeah. it's it's a tricky one it's it's yeah, very yeah. i don't I have the you. answer for it. i don't have the answer my my but, bag has metal buckles this one has metal i believe you which i can't see i can't see oh. what it is yeah because my my bag okay has, so, so i just i, I don't it. know which i just don't know which one this is uh, well, um, that that happens to be um, with a different pattern. We did some different yeah. things with that. So yeah, but but like I said, we we listen. We 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 take tons of feedback from very um, very respectable people, like from the Sean Stalls of the world to all of our promotional staffers who you know use the yeah. product, beat it up, talk about it, and like we try to hear feedback, and we try to hear feedback from our our, our customers and guides and outfitters because. If we do hear something continuously, we're like, hey, we got to make the change. Like, we have to make that improvement because we need to put out great product, you know? Yeah. So, you know, hey, just get in this bag real simple. Um, you've got you've got some capabilities to, like, zippers here to put stuff in here, like a honey license or something very small. You could put your – you could put your lanyard in there possibly, um, you know. So that, that's, you know, like I said – Nothing super crazy here, you know. Then you've got a couple, couple, a handle here, a couple zippers, and a magnetic closure. So mm -hmm. then you, you know, you you open it up to get in, in there. And I just grabbed a few things, like obviously grabbed a box of shells, um, threw threw a beanie in there. I'm I'm a big beanie guy. I like I like to keep my ears warm, but also protect them. I I've got bad ears, so um, you know, got got you know, got a jerk string there. And then I just grabbed the lanyard. There's no calls on the floors, but and then you do have this pocket here, which I threw in. It's it's always great. I put my my wallet and uh, and my keys just to make sure that yeah. that that stays zippered up. But but really nothing crazy about it, other than the fact that hey, um, it's in Typha first like Typha. Um, you know, there's another little you know, there's yeah. a lot of little bells and whistles. There's another little pouch right here you could put in something small and then as well as the pocket on this side of the bag and on this side of the bag as well so mm -hmm. um you know i i certainly i certainly realize that consumers have a choice and they're gonna they're gonna gravitate towards a brand and i certainly respect that and don't i don't try to change it um you know given the opportunity what we would hope is someone's like i really love that pattern first like typha so we can we can we can offer it they can buy it and yeah. they'll have a great experience from the website being clean and easy to function to, hey, you know what? I have a question. So they call us, they email us. They're going to get a timely response. They'll talk to a real human being. So we try to build those relationships where um, they want to come back because of those reasons. Um, so that's, you know, I don't I don't yeah. ever want to try to act like we, we, we you know, we're, you know, we try like we try to create new stuff but like we talked about a little bit a little while ago like it's hard there's a lot a lot of stuff out there there's a lot of competition and it's hard to do something different um mm. that that's not already out there you know yeah no it's, so, it's, it's all good points and and with that bag so that i can tell you to re and again going back to that idea of the bigger the bag the more stuff you think you need to fill in it um yeah that bag yeah. is such a low profile that a it couple boxes a couple boxes of shells, your lanyard, your wallet, your keys, your license, and that, and I always keep my dog vest in that in that bungee cord thing up there. Um, that's all I need. 
but yeah, but then you say like waterfowlers are so passionate and everyone's so different. But then there's guys that want a big bag, so you've got to give them the options. Yeah, like Brian had that ultimate backpack that we talked yeah. about earlier. That yeah. that you can you can load that thing up. So yeah, I do. Mm. I, I'm guilty of it too, man. I'm guilty of it too. So There's too much room, and I got too much stuff. <laughs> uh, I know it's we're silly, right? <laughs> so then this this bag this bag right here. Um, this one uh, we've offered in a solid chestnut color before. It's kind of kind of phased out. This this happens to be in an Optifade timber. We have it in the Optifade marsh, and then we all, we did it in some Max Five stuff, which I think we're out of. So um, this was kind of a this was definitely an innovative bag that we were super proud of. Um, it has a lot of little different features, but you know, if you look, if you look at the back, um, this, this strap, you, you could, you could go around a tree to get it up out of the water or off the ground. So you've got that. They, they also, they also can be tucked away. So like, if you know, you're not going to use this, you just, you know, yeah. you can tuck it inside here. Got all the mesh breathable padding back. Um, it's, a, it's, when it comes right down to it, it is a simple bag, though. Um, you know, you have um, a shotgun. You can put shotgun shells here or here. So you, you can obviously have two shotgun shell boxes, right? They just kind of, yep. you know, exactly where they're at. So you got easy access there. Same thing with the bungee system here. You could put a dog vest or, or a thermos, depending on what you want, you know, and you can yep. cinch it tight. Um, like I said, I we've got these extra molly loops on here. Um, I, I'm a, I'm a big carabiner guy. I just feel like you always need some extra stuff. We have an oversized five inch carabiner. We have two inch carabiners, but you got these Molly straps. You can do that. Um, this typically, this is pretty narrow. Like I usually have, um, maybe like a granola bar or a candy bar in this, in this particular pouch right here. It's nice and close. Um, then on the lid right here or, uh, you know, another little small pouch. You can put some stuff in there. Um, when you open it up, um, this one is actually great um, for a coffee mug or a drink. So um, that's a pretty good little spot here. You just kind of put it there. And then really um, you got one more pouch in the front, which um, – sorry, I'm having a hard time with the zipper here. Oh, sorry, um, there it is. Okay. So you can hang your keys if you wanted. Um, you know, you got your space oh, here. Yeah, 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 yeah. You got your space here for some, some organization. And then really you got you got your big main pouch right here, which it can come up to here. Yeah. And you can stuff a bunch of stuff in there. There's one more little pouch, and then you can you can cinch it tight. And then, you know, you could flip this and you do have the um the adjustable strap on the bottom, especially if you pack it in, um, you can make that bigger, right? Yeah. And then that way, in case this thing's bulging out, and you got this handle here, so yeah, it's just another another yeah, option, I, you know. I mean, I mean, I think uh, good... yeah. Sorry, go for it, buddy. Oh, I'm sorry. Time. I was just gonna say, like, you know, if you're if you're if you're hunting where you want the bag above water, it's great. You can clip that. You can clip that around. You know. The first bag, you know, like, hey, if, if this is low profile, like, this might be perfect for layout lines and other scenarios. So so there's yeah. just different tools. I mean, yeah, a lot of different of choices that guys can come up with that they want to use. Yeah, that's the that's the one thing that, you know, it it's the it's the, the bane of our existence is 
there's we do have a lot of choices i don't think that any other pursuit out there has the choices that we have when it comes to gear decoys gear the, you know sh man it's just so much but that bag you just showed Corey, um eric <sighs> eric was on um a while back and eric showed that bag uh eric massey and uh, i yeah. believe i believe mark bitch from the show here i think mark bought that bag um and i'll tell you i'll tell you that in the military um back in the before my time we had a we had a rucksack and it was it was built very similar to that bag so um your your sleeping bag went on top and and your main compartment was on the bottom so it was and and just the, the frame and the way it fit on your back it was just it was awesome it was it was a simple design but it was a design that's that's you know people are are still trying to trying to uh, recreate and they just they still for some reason they've got to put some little tweak into it and and it's just not it's just not it but that bag it it looks like an old we used to call them jump rucks because that was the only fellows that wore them were the fellows that jump out of planes um and uh, that's a very similar design and i think i think eric told me that it was he had talked to a, a a military guy down down in the states, and they said the same thing because the the mil the U.S. the airborne they had a different one than us, but it was still kind of similar. Anyway, that's a tangent. Yeah, yeah, and Eric Eric actually played a big part in helping to develop that bag. I don't I don't know if he mentioned that or not, but he yeah. was he was involved from day one, and uh, it <laughs> that bag it's just weird. You know, we talked about a little bit about the decoy process. That particular bag, I mean, we got involved with some designers and a lot of drawings took place and a lot of prototypes. And it just, um, that one took a while. Um, yeah. th that one took a while. And then you, then you start getting nervous about, Hey man, we've been on, we've been on this thing going into three years <laughs> and is someone going to catch wind of it and like beat us to it, you know? So oh, th those right. thoughts, yeah. those thoughts go through your mind, you know? Oh yeah. I had yeah. Eric on my show and we talked about that go bag and he said that you guys, you know, had a lot of discussions with people who make tactical army bags and yeah. that's where a lot of those ideas were bounced off of and he explained that process and like that it shows in that bag just all the detail and everything that all the thought that went into it and like you know it took a while obviously but it paid off Is it, that's yeah cool, it, that's that's a cool thing that you just said brian all the detail it there's a ton of detail in that bag but then yeah but if you if you break that bag down, it is still a very simple design. But there's a ton of detail. All you need, it, right? Yeah. Like it's just it's some it's simplicity. I, and I know, and I'm not trying to take anything away from the bag. Um, the bag is awesome, <laughs> but sometimes the simplest. Is, and I know, I I can't even imagine trying to design something like that that you've got to try and put out and put it on shelf. So I couldn't even get my head head wrapped around that but yeah it, it it's a great design hands down nothing more to say than that i guess yeah no and and, and it, it's got its niche where someone could use it you know like yeah um so that's all like i said the big thing is just trying to give people options you know like give them options like um you know the best thing that happened for us is someone tries to be new to the brand and they try one one or two products and just see hey how, how was the website experience how was the if i had a question with the customer service like did they ship on time like 
were they easy to get a hold of? Like, oh, by the way, how was the product? So we just we just try to chip away and let let people um, start a relationship with Tango Free from the standpoint of testing the product, using the product, and if they're happy, they'll probably look to come to us for other stuff. And if they're not happy, um, you know, they won't. There's a lot of other good choices out there, you know. Yeah. No, it, it it's good, and and that's something I think. Uh... I don't think we've ever really talked about on this show uh, with some of the, the businesses and brands that we've had on her, but your, your website is probably one of the easiest to, to manipulate and move around in um, of all of them. On the computer the and mobile. It's, it's just as easy on either one. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, it's, 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 I'll use well, we certainly we use in the army. It's it's dumbed down, right? Like it's just <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, the biggest thing about our society, our world that we live in today, is people are, are not patient. Uh, right. They want they want instant results. They want to get to somewhere as quick as they can. So we want them to be able to navigate through our website as quickly as they can to find what they want and. You know, do I see a lot of things we can do better? Absolutely. Um, are we satisfied where our website's at right now? Nope. But that's the thing I think that's cool about my family uh, and the team we have involved is like we're trying to make things better, and um, it's a it's a it, it's a never it's a nonstop job, right? You're, you know, and Brian mentioned like it's easy to navigate on your cell phone, like your mobile phone, smartphone, I should say. Sorry. Uh, you know, you, you have to have it very nav, nav, navigable through your smartphone because so many people make do all yeah. their shopping, all their billing, all their all their stuff through their smartphone. So that's very important for us. I uh, I just thought about it as I was uh, showing the sharing the screen here, the website and the, and the scene, you know, hunt dog. I got to tell you that I bought. I don't know. I think I bought a couple dozen of these the first year that they came out. So that would have been like probably about a year and a half ago, Corey, I think. Um, mm -hmm. And buddy, I'm going to tell you, I've had a lot of fellas message me and ask me, what do you think of them? Because, because of how it, you know, it angles in, 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 in the middle. Mm -hmm. And there's been so many of my friends that have bought these now um, because so my my dog is she's a small she's a small girl right so uh, a three inch bumper um that's that's the same circumference the whole way around it, it it's a little big for her right but this yeah. this here um because i still want the weight i don't want a little skinny thing i still want i still want a bigger and a and a heavier uh bumper but i gotta tell you this is this black and white flasher one here I bought this and I bought a couple of the orange ones, but this, this was an awesome design. And I don't think, uh, anybody else is, is doing this with the angled in, uh, meeting in the middle. It, it's awesome. I, I just wanted to give a shout out to those. Anybody that's looking for, uh, bumpers. I I'm a real big fan of these. Yeah. I have no. them too. They're awesome. Yeah. No, no that's I great. Am, good I... to, good to hear that your dogs like, I mean, that the whole, the whole purpose for that was, um, there are some similar stuff, like absolutely, uh, yeah. through talking to different dog trainers that we worked with, um, you know, that, that just allows the dog to breathe better. Um, you know, if they're working, if you're working the dog pretty hard, um, if it's once it retrieves, it's coming back, like it, it needs to breathe. Right. So yeah. with it being tapered down towards the center, it would allow for better airflow, uh, when it's, when it's gripping it to, to breathe and, 
and huh. it's stay fresh and excited to work with you, you know, like with their trainer, with their, with their owner. So I never thought about, I never That's thought about super cool. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, that was, the, that was that. the reason. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. wow. I just, I just thought it, I honest to God, I thought the reason was, it was just easier for them to, and, and more comfortable for them to, to hold well, on it, to it. Right. It, tr- true. Everything's true yeah. what you're saying. But if you, if you happen to have another different type of bumper, just yeah. if you put it in your dog's mouth, you can kind of just just kind of look and see like, hey, yeah, like maybe check that it out. might not be a lot, but it's enough. But it's that enough. It, it, yeah. it for that we went that direction for the design, you know. That's really cool. That's really yeah. cool. Listen, guys, um, we're at that sixty-minute mark, and I could I could keep going, and I know you two are so busy, and if I stop, then that means I get to ask you to come back again, and um, we can do this more often, um. But we no just gotta, we got to keep Corey out of Alaska for one. So, <laughs> yeah. So no trips yeah. to Alaska. No trip. Where was the other trip that you went with your dad? You went to Alaska. I was at Alaska yeah. for a moose hunt with my father, and then we were home for five days. And he had a really great tag in Arizona. I went and helped. I went and helped him on an elk on an elk hunt. So it was a it was a fantastic September, but I'm still paying for it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I am I am heading out to Oklahoma on Sunday with um, two childhood friends. We're gonna meet up with Eric Massey. Yeah. Um, gonna go to Oklahoma and try to try to get some some uh, some still photography and some other stuff, and maybe check out a couple new products that I showed you guys earlier before we went live. So yeah, um, cool. try try to work on some stuff and introduce it. So um, I'll uh, I'll be out there for a few days, you know. Awesome. That'll well, be good. Uh, yeah, don't uh hey, you can shoot you can send me pictures of uh of new gear you're testing out anytime you want, Corey. <laughs> yeah. Um, well you saw the real deal, right? In person. Yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Trevor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, um thanks, Corey, buddy. Um we'll do a quick around the table and then we'll we'll end it and I've taken up enough of your enough of your time. And you guys um, are great. Appreciate appreciate all the support, and I'll I'll jump on whenever you guys. Uh, unless you just get horrible views, and no one wants to see my mug on there, I, I won't take it personal. But I'm here to help whoever I can. I know, buddy. Uh, Brian, to you, man. Uh, thanks to Phil for giving up his spot tonight, so I can jump on here <laughs> and uh, and Corey. Uh, you know, we talked before, and uh, it's just cool to be part of the team. So I appreciate you having me on. Absolutely, thanks for yeah. jumping in and help helping out. Well, and it's really Anytime. cool because I didn't know that you guys had never met face to face. Everything has all been done, you know, virtually, like through email and through text and and stuff yeah. like that. So, um, pretty cool that you you actually got to to do this face to face. Um, so that's really cool. I'm really happy. Um, Corey, Absolutely. buddy, thank. Thanks again, man. Like like I said at the beginning of the show, you've been such a great supporter of, of Punisher Waterfowl and and uh and you still answer my texts even though I send you whacked out ideas sometimes. So, um <laughs> oh, <thanks. laughs> keeps keeps me on my toes, man. <laughs> awesome. Um everybody, yeah. this is the Union 0430. Please check out tanglefree.com. Uh, I promise you you will not be disappointed. Check out uh Brian's too many hobbies Facebook or uh, YouTube channel because I'm telling you there's some great reviews, some great hunting, and if you want some just bare ass, just a dude hanging out hunting, no trick photography, nothing like that, then then Brian's doing some amazing stuff, and I know you will see some Thank of his you. work. 
you'll see some of his work coming up here real soon um, after traveling around with uh, Sean Stahl in the fall. Again, thank you so much to the both of you for coming on. It means more to me than, than you will ever know. Um, this is the Union 0430. Never pretend to be someone I'm not. Um, I'm not an expert, and neither are the boys, and they'll never pretend. Just a bunch of dudes that love hanging out and talking about duck hunting. Big love. Surround yourself with good people. Until next time.